We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. We are live here on a Tuesday, turning the page officially to USC Week. I know it's been a it's been a it's been an interesting last couple days. I know from the hangover from obviously Notre Dame losing 33 to 20 against Louisville this past Saturday. But anytime you get into a rivalry week, which is still what USC is to Notre Dame, the juices get flowing. I know Brian, you especially were very excited to finally turn the page on this one you know no need for a pod further review for one of the ugliest well, football games that we I saw mean, in the we, last couple of years we literally covered everything in a five-hour q a yesterday so it was like yeah. i don't know what else we're going to talk about tonight. Like, <laughs> yeah you know although there were a couple things ryan that that i'll bring up during the show of things that i saw from saturday's game that maybe made me feel a little better in some areas but then yeah. heightened my concern in others you know yes. and so we'll talk a little bit about that uh, as we because like the first part of our show is going to be about Notre Dame riding the ship against yep. USC. So it'll be yep. somewhat of a look back, but it's not a look back as much as like, here's where you are. This is what you've got to fix if you're going to go win this football game on, yep. on both sides of the ball, because both sides of the ball have things they got to get better at, Ryan. If they're going to, you know, they're playing basically Superman this weekend, essentially. You know, you and I are talking about that during the show. Um and and a guy that has taken a team that's literally a 500 team if you take him off the team. I mean, you 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 take him off the team and put any other quarterback on their roster and they're a 500 team. That's how dynamic he is and how much he adds to to what they do. So it's going to be uh it, it's going to be an interesting week for sure. And and, and we're going to ask the question: Which Notre Dame team is going to show up? Is it the team that from the first four games and the team that took Ohio State down to the wire? Or is it going to be the team from the last two weeks? Or I should say the offensive team from the last two weeks. Which defense right. shows up? The one against Duke or the one against Louisville, right? There's just so many questions about who Notre Dame is, and that'll be part of it. And then, of course, we'll dive into breaking down the old Southern Cal Trojans after that, man, which is going to be interesting. And, of course, Ryan will be doing a mailbag today. Yes, well. yes, yeah. So make sure to get those mailbag questions in and be in front of the question to make sure that we know what you all want to ask compared to just the chatter that's going on in the chat because I know there's going to be a lot of conversations a lot of frustration still, but again, folks, we're turning the page and moving forward here because this is a big matchup, and we're going to talk about, obviously, the importance of this football game. From a one-game perspective, 
from a season perspective, from a recruiting perspective, but like, I mean, there's a big picture here, I think, for as far as how important this football game really is for Notre Dame in their battle against USC at home on Saturday. So mailbag questions again, get those things in. Uh, Brian, I I think that's a perfect way to open this conversation up, though, as we kind of get into just a little bit of the nitty and gritty of of what this football team is. You know, we've talked about that over the last couple weeks because there's a there's an identity crisis a little bit with this team at times, especially on the offensive side of the football. I still think they are still trying to figure out exactly who they are. But you look at this game against USC, who is still very much in contention, obviously, for college football playoffs, undefeated, Pac-12 championship, all that type of stuff. They have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, at quarterback. We'll get into him, obviously, during the, the USC breakdown here. But this is a massive game, Brian. I mean, it is. And I think that we can take it from several different vantage points, right? Of course, it's a one-off. You just lost a football game. So getting back into the win column, getting back, feeling good about yourself, but also saving the season a little bit. And I would argue, and I know you wrote about this yesterday, this is a big opportunity for the Marcus Freeman era In a for me because one, Notre Dame is always going to be defined about the big games, right? And so far, you lost against Ohio State. You beat Duke, who was a good football team, obviously, number 17 team in the country at the time. But then you lost another top 25 matchup versus Louisville this past weekend. You have to beat USC, in my opinion. When, I think that people are defining this season based upon what you do against Ohio State. USC is the too big on the schedule. And then Clemson's, I think, is shortly after that at this point. Notre Dame has to win this game. They have to. I think it's a must-win game. I would phrase it that way because Marcus Freeman is a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a crossfire right now as far as you still want to believe in it. You right. still think he can get this thing done. Right. But also, at some point, there needs to be an understanding and a maturation of this is the team that we need to be moving forward and to fix a little bit of the identity crisis right now. It's a big game, man. It's it's huge. I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. think I can quantify quite enough how big it is for Notre Dame to have a great outing against USC on Saturday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of the Irish Breakdown podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it? 
Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Irish. It's the big week, buddy. Uh, if you were there watching it in person, too, you'd feel the way that I feel, Ryan. That's what it comes down to right there. It's not that Notre Dame lost. It's how they lost. Exactly. Like, honestly, how they lost. It's like, look, you're playing some good football teams. You lose to Louisville. You play your butts off, and Louisville just was better that day. It was just their day. You can look at it and say, you know what? I don't like it. There's clearly things you got to get better at. You're not where you need to be mm-hmm. in the program, but you battled your butts off, and, and, and you have some momentum going into the USC game. Right. And and that that obviously would would you'd feel a little bit better, but it's just the way that they're playing, the 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 lack of just fight that we saw in the Duke game. Like the Ohio State Duke game, they never quit, they never gave up, right? In this game, yeah. this game against Louisville, it's not that they quit. I, I don't want to say it quite like that, uh, at least not publicly, but um <laughs> at least not publicly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just more of like this. There wasn't that fight to just say, hey, guys, we don't like what's happening, you know, and, and so we'll, yeah. we'll dive into some of that stuff. But it, it's the way that they lost. And if you don't win this game, let's be honest, Ryan. I mean, look, look I, I wrote the article yesterday. It's a crossroads moment. And people saying, how can you say that in year two? And I'm like, because that's the history of Notre Dame. We've seen all these coaches in years one and two kind of have some ups and downs. Like no coach just came out like year well, one, Newt Rockney. Like in year two, they were undefeated, right? Like, OK, let's go back to the OG. But like all these other coaches, and this is the point, it's like when you look at Frank Leahy and you look at his second season, as I broke down the other day, they were 7-2-2. Two, and two. There there were some stumbling blocks, right? I mean, you know, but then what they did whatever it is. They, and I'm talking the first stint at Notre Dame, not the second stint. You know, you, you lose to Michigan at home. You lose to Georgia Tech at home. You tie Wisconsin. You tie Great Lakes Navy, who at the time was, from what I can tell, was pretty good, right? You may be like, who the heck is Great Lakes Navy? It was... You know, but they finished the year like number one in one of the polls, right? So, oh, nice. uh, yeah, it's a little different, a little different era back then. <laughs> but uh, you know, and then you come out the next year and you win a national championship. You know, we talked about the same thing with, you know, with Coach Parsegian's early teams. You know, you look at that '65 team and, and what Notre Dame did in 1965. You know, they lost early in the season to Purdue, and they lost late in the year to number one Miami. Then they tied. I mean, excuse me, lost to number one Michigan State late in the season. Uh, then they tied. Uh, at the end of the year, a Miami team that went five, four, and one that season, you know, and so, and then what do they do? They come out the next year and 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 go, you know, undefeated, nine zero and one, win a national title, and literally gave up like thirty eight points the entire season, right? I mean, it just you went from a, a good team, but you know how good are you really to a championship team? And and so you talked about Lou Holtz and starting his second year eight and one and they've got some big wins and they had just beat number ten Alabama like thirty seven to like ten or something like thirty seven to six I think is actually what it was in nineteen in nineteen eighty seven and then you come down the stretch and and your team fades down the stretch right and and but then he made changes to turn it around so everybody's kind of crossroads moment came at a different time some guys that came during the season other guys that came in the off season. But the reality is, is what Coach Freeman does from here on out is going to determine his future. And I don't want to say that the USC game is like if they lose, he's done at Notre Dame. 
but it's it's one of those things where it's just another data point that's going to tell us who he is and his ability to kind of get a team on track. And then, of course, we'll go into the offseason and have all the necessary offseason conversations. But if you can win this football game, you can say, hey, listen, as down as that team was last week, he was able to push the right buttons, get this team back on track. They played well. They beat USC. You go into the bye week and you recover. And and I said this in yesterday's show, Ryan, and I believe it. I want to say to you as well, in case you want to kind of push back on it or comment on it further. But Mm -hmm. I've always felt like what you do against USC is what they're going to do against Clemson and the way that they're playing right now. Because yeah. if you can't beat USC, it, it means that you didn't necessarily make the necessary leaps. I, I have no faith you're going to go on the road and beat Clemson. Though sure. Not the way you played against Duke and Louisville, right? So you, you kind of go into some of those those different areas and and you you say to yourself, like, look, they they are going to have to figure some things out, right? And somebody just asked, you know, did, did Coach Holtz have the same coordinators in year two and year three? No, he didn't. He had a new defensive coordinator in his third year, hired a guy named Barry Alvarez, hired a new offensive coordinator in his year three. So, again, changes were made. They didn't just do the play a little harder, play a little better. But with Coach Freeman, it's like, look, what can you do right now with this team? You have a vet- veteran team. You have an experienced team. You've got to show me that you can get, you can push the right buttons to get this team going. Because with Lou Holtz, you kind of knew he was going to do what he needed to do to win because he'd done it everywhere else. Right. Right. We don't have that track record with Coach Freeman. And so this is a game where, where it's not going to be – it's not going to define his career, but it's going to be very telling, very telling sure. about where he is. But at the same time, Ryan, the flip side, we're talking doom and gloom. But if they win this football game and they go on the bye week with a W and you've got some momentum. And so right now we're looking at they've lost two of their last three games. You yep. beat USC. You've won two of your last three games, both overranked mm-hmm. opponents. Now you're and six you, and two. Yeah, yeah. And then you got right. Pitt coming out of the bye week who stinks. stinks. Yeah, it's bad. Right. Bad and so yep. for all the doom and gloom about what Notre Dame has done so far, both of the teams they've lost to are combined 12 and 0. They're both ranked in the top 15. It's not like they're out there getting beat by Stanford and Marshall this year. Right. Sure. So that's what is, is this game is going to completely change the view of how people view this Notre Dame football team right now. Like, because right now it's not good. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Notre Dame has a huge must-win game against USC this weekend. And if you're looking for last-minute tickets for this battle between the Irish and the Trojans, or if you're looking for tickets to your favorite comedy club or concerts or other favorite activities, then Game Time is the place for you. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. 
Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. And I think that's the thing that gets people right. It's not that they lost to Louisville, it's how yeah, they lost they're... to Louisville. And you've got to get that taste out of your mouth as a team, but then also you've got to get it out of your fan base because if they can win this game, Notre Dame goes in the bye week with some much needed momentum. I would think that Marcus Freeman is going to give them a couple extra days off. I don't really give a rip about practicing the first few days. Get these guys back on track, get them healthy, get them fresh, and then get back at it. Because if you can come out of the bye and beat Pitt, you go, now all of a sudden you go into the Clemson game, back in the top 15, feeling good about yourselves again. And even though the season won't end the way that we had hoped and thought that it could, you know, you 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 run out, you go ten and two. You're in a New Year's Six game. You're you're borderline top ten. You get yourself a big name opponent in a New Year's Six game, and all of a sudden, Notre Dame's got the momentum back, right? That's what this game does, and you know that's why it's a big moment. And then on top of it, of course, of being your rival, and this is the the weirdest. Like this is a USC team that three weeks, like both of these teams, the last three weeks have just completely changed my opinion of who I thought that they were. You know, I'd said to you, I don't know if I said it in the show, Ryan, but I said to you, like, honestly, through the first four weeks, I mean, USC was in my top five of, of or first, yeah, first three weeks. Well, four, because they played in week zero as well. But through the, no, they played, yeah, they played in week zero. Then they had a bye in week three. But through the first four weeks of the season, I'm like, USC is one of the best teams I've seen in college football this year. I mean, they're yeah. scoring a ton of points and their defense is stopping people. I mean, you, you you felt good, and then the Arizona State game happens. You're like, yeah, it was an off game, but they'll be fine. And then they jumped early on at Colorado, and you're like, okay, yeah, they're they're good, they're pretty good. And then Colorado has that comeback, and then they come out and they fall behind. What was it like seventeen nothing to Arizona on Saturday yep. with their backup quarterback? Yep. And if if Jaden Deloria plays that game, I, I don't know that USC wins that game. To be honest with you, even with Caleb Williams, so they're both just coming in here with just this really weird. Like, yeah, they're they're good teams. They're both ranked, but no one's excited really about either team right now. USC keeps – they keep winning and falling in the rankings every week. They're down to 10th this week yep. Yep. because you watch them play and you're like, you play anybody else in the top 25, the way you played that game, you're – You probably lose. You're getting yeah. beat. You're, yep. you're getting beat, and that's, that's where it comes from. So it's a very, very interesting game and just two teams that have a lot to prove. And for Notre Dame, it's like, where what's your – what do you got right here? Right. That's what this is. Like, I want to say gut check, but at the end of the day, honestly, Ryan, this game is going to show what the character and heart of this football team is. Right. Yep. How do you respond? We always talk about, Ryan, two, two things. You got to be able to respond to, to, to success. You got to be able to respond to adversity. Last year's team showed that they can respond to adversity. I don't yep. know that we know that about this year's team yet, Ryan. I mean, I mean, that Louisville game was so frustrating, though, Brian, because we literally saw the week before that Notre Dame did respond to adversity against Duke, right? It was like uh, that team could have quit and they could have lost that football game at the end, but they fought back. And then Louisville was just like complete opposite, man. Like, I just I'm having a hard time gauging what this Notre Dame team is and I'll, full transparency because at the, at the core, I am a Notre Dame fan, right? This week. I had those thoughts in my mind, like, man, is, is this coaching staff it? Like, is is this is this the coaching staff that's going to take them to the top? You know, those 
questions go into your mind after a loss. Because to your point, it wasn't that you lost to a ranked Louisville team. It was that in the second half, they gutted you, man. They gutted you. Offensively, you couldn't stop them. De- defensively, they took your lunch money for right. the, like, thir- I mean, I wouldn't even say three quarters of a game for 90% of that game. Like they took your lunch money. It was an ugly, ugly contest by Notre Dame. So, yeah, you need that bounce back, of course. But I think that this game is going to be magnified tremendously in Notre Dame lore. Like it, five and three losing to USC as a Notre Dame fan is that's the de- that's yeah. that's like the lowest of the lows, just about right. Yeah. Six and two coming off a victory over a a top ten team in USC, a team that you hate as a Notre Dame fan, that can make you feel a little bit better about the future because. Full trans again, full transparency. I understand. I'm on the message board the last couple days, right? And no one's being disrespectful. So I'm not like deleting stuff and like, you know, like changing the conversation right. points. People are just really frustrated. Right. We and, had to delete some stuff during the game, but yeah. for the most part, it's like, hey, let people vent, man. As long as they're, yeah, they're your just guys aren't attacking each other, like I yeah. get it. I get they're the not calling people names or anything right. like that. The they're just they're frustrated. Yeah. And I and, I get that frustration. Right. I get it, it adds fully. to the fact that we all kind of thought that it was going to be different now with Coach Freeman yes. because of yep. how they finished last season. Right. Yep. And so no matter how much they finish this season, there are going to be questions about next season. There will be sure for a million reasons. But you want to have momentum. Momentum's a big thing in sports because momentum also impacts perception. Yep. Right. And that's what we're talking about. Like, like we said earlier, and 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 I want to make sure people understand this. Notre Dame finished this season 10 to 2. I I will consider it a disappointment relative to my expectations of what this team should have been. But 10 and 2 a year after going 8 and 4 is still growth. It's not as much growth as I wanted because there's two ways to evaluate the standard. One is there's a there's a, a success or failure from the standpoint of did you win a championship? At Notre Dame, the standard is the championship. Did you win or lose a championship? The answer is no. In that regard, it's a failure. That's more of a like a, a big picture type of thing. But right. practically speaking, you also have to be able to look at is your program trending in the right direction? Yeah. 10 and 2 is trending in the right direction. It may not have been the growth we had hoped that they would make, but it's still growth. And we can talk about the mistakes that got you to 10 and two, where you should have been better and how do you correct them next season. But if you're eight and four or nine and three, again, I don't know that that's really much growth. I I don't, I I don't know how much growth that really is. And I think the other part of this too, Ryan, and we are not Marshall just pointed this out right now, Marcus Freeman is one and four in, in uh, like, well, so we, we one and three in the big games. Right, mm-hmm. so he went one and two last year. He yep. he's owned one this year, and when we consider the big games, it's a combination of high ranked team plus prestigious program. Right, so even though yep. Duke's a very good football team, that's not a big game win like you like you are evaluated as the head coach of Notre Dame. It's Ohio State, yep. as you said, it's Ohio State, USC, Clemson. Yep. Right, and so the U. But now Clemson's not quite that team. So like USC might be your last chance to really get that program defining win this season early in your program. If Notre Dame like limps into the Clemson game and somehow beats the Clemson game, that's not going to change the perception right. of the program this year. It's not right. going to. But if Notre Dame beats USC this week, which is 
it's very weird too because I know we're going to get into the USC talking a little bit. But Notre Dame's also favored in this football game substantially, which is like the weirdest thing in the world. I I have a buddy that's a big gambling guy, and he was like, what do you think the spread on that game is going to be? I was like, okay, USC's undefeated. Notre Dame's coming off of a disgusting loss against Louisville. Uh, USC by five and a half, maybe? Five and a half they, point favorites? Yeah, I mean, with the way Notre Dame can't score. Right. Say, well, everybody, everybody scores on them. Yeah, but, but those teams that scored on them are teams that score. Yes. And Colorado scores. I mean, you know, my prediction for the game was like some like 50, like what was it like 56 to 30 something, right? I expected yeah. Colorado to score in that game. Uh, Notre Dame's not playing that way right now. They, yeah. They've scored, what, 20 points, 21 points, and 14 points the last three games. Now, again, those teams had much better defenses than USC, but yep. we'll, we'll get into that matchup. But Well, uh, hey, well and then my, my, my buddy Brian is like, um, he's like, he, at first he's like, oh, you're pretty close. But then he was like, oh, wait, no, flip that. Notre Dame's favored by like six and a half. And again, I know they're at home, but I don't know how you got to that number. I think it's down to like we'll two, and a, two and a half it, last I saw. Is, is what it? it was down to? Yeah, I think so. You dumped that low? Wow, that's yeah. weird. That's yeah, weird it was like line. yesterday. Well, maybe it's gone back up. But like yesterday when I first looked at it, it was like two and a half. That's weird. The line's weird. <laughs> it's weird. three right now. It's three. Three? Mm-hmm. So it started at like five or six, yeah. and now it's down to three? That's uh, it's, it's I, very I, strange. I just don't understand why it opened that way. <laughs> it's just weird. It's but, very, very strange. But, you know, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how the game plays out, Ryan. But, you know, as we as we dive into this, the fact of the matter is, is this is a this is a big moment for Notre Dame. Big moment. Yes. That's That's very clear. Next, yep. we'll kind of get into what are some of the things that they need to do to get back on track. Because one thing that we do not want to be at Irish Breakdown, there are event sessions. The post-game show was event session. And that's sure. what the post-game show is meant to be. That's why we do the upon further reviews and the follow-up shows. We also want to be people that that offer solutions. And, and I can't yep. stand people that just complain and complain and complain. And I'm talking about people on our end. I'm not talking about fans. I'm, you, guys can, you, guys can, you guys can talk and vent all you want. I get it. But I'm talking about people that have the platforms that we have. You just don't want to be venters, right? It's, it's you got to yeah. offer solutions because, you know, if, if if you can't put your finger on it, how can you really be that critical of of the staff? You, otherwise, you're just yelling, you know, just to yell. You got to be able to say, "Hey, yeah. look, this isn't good enough." All right, well, what do we do about it? Okay, well, we'll, we'll figure you, that out. But end you, of the day, you don't want to be venters. You want to be inventors. You want to invent <laughs> solutions. There you go, cool. man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you there you go. go. But at the end of the day, Ryan, whatever gets done, this is the game, as we said. We'll wrap up this section by saying, uh, repeating again, this game is going to have a huge impact on how the season is defined. And that's the article I said. No, Marcus Freeman's career will not be defined by what happened against Louisville. Marcus no. Freeman's career will ultimately be defined by what happens moving forward. It's not just this game, but this game is the beginning of that process. And this is why I pointed out what I pointed out in the article. You know, frankly, he had some year two struggles. Lou Holtz had some year yep. two struggles. Relative to, they were still good teams, sure. you know. This, but 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 they had some of those wins, and they had to make the changes and the improvements. And then, you know, even Brian Kelly did it to a degree, although he never was a champion. But you know, Brian Kelly had a, an even worse year two so far than what Marcus Freeman is having. When you look at the loss to South Florida and then blowing that huge loss to Michigan and huge lead against Michigan and all that. You know, he was able to turn it around. So if, if he loses this game, it's not like Freeman's done. That's not what we're saying. It's just this begins the process of really learning about Marcus Freeman's ability to evaluate where his team is and make the necessary changes. And when we talk about changes, we're not talking about personnel. It, that that may be part of it. It's just all, all over. What you're doing right now, it's not working. 
what are you going to do to get back on track? What are you going to do to right yep. the ship? And 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 that's going to be key because again, if they can win this game this weekend, it doesn't fix everything. We're not all going to be sitting here, you know, rose-colored glasses and singing kumbaya and saying everything is awesome. But it'll be like, okay, they righted the ship. Now let's go into the bye week with some momentum. Let's grow and then boom, come out of that sucker ready to finish strong. And but you really need it because because here's the other thing too. Whatever happens in this game, Ryan is going to linger with the fan base for two weeks. Right. Two weeks. Yep. And uh, young, you'd like to say, like 30 years ago, players wouldn't have really known what the mood of the fan base was. There was no outlet. Right. You know, they send angry letters, but you don't have to give those to players. Now it's these kids are addicted to social media. And for whatever reason, they're just refused to turn it off or refuse to just it. not read yeah. stuff. They yep. see it. And they'll see it for the next two weeks. And so it can really affect the, um, the, the mood. So this game is going to be big for Notre Dame.